0: Hello everyone. I'm Liz Hunt. And I'm Chelsea Poppins. And this is the Agency Rocket show where we talk about the general chaos of running a creative agency.
1: In today's episode, we're going to talk about brand discovery and our process at D-Cloud Studios, the, why we do our extensive questionnaire process with our clients before we kick off a, um, a branding project specifically. We do, we do it for a lot of our larger product projects in general, just so we can get a better feel for um, the business in general and what their expectations are going to be for um, the whole experience, which helps us and helps them and mm-hmm. helps the whole thing go very smoothly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Liz, Liz, obviously she's been with a cloud longer <laughs> than me, but she started it. So, I mean, it's worth it, it's worked seamlessly in every branding and branding project that I've been a part of. And <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the giggle for?
0: Well, my giggle is I'm just thinking of all the times prior to you that it didn't work seamlessly. And that's why <laughs> we have built a workshop, a brand workshop that is so, uh, in-depth and intensive and it's now called a workshop and not just a meeting. <laughs> All the times that it really did not work so well. And uh, that's why I spent a lot of time uh, building out our brand discovery time with our clients. Because-
1: Also, also calling saying that it's a two to three hour meeting sounds dreadful. When you call it a when you call it a workshop, it's just a whole other. <laughs>
0: People just you just uh, that's to help set the expectation that it's an afternoon. <laughs>
1: you're going to have true. happy hour, you're going to have snacks. This is going to yeah. be at the end of your day.
0: Absolutely. That is a good point. So we we call it a brand a branding discovery workshop with any new clients that we bring on board at DayCloud, And we do it with all of them, not just brand clients, we do it with social media, marketing, all clients, um, because we've just discovered that we want an in depth, um, like knowledge of all of our clients basically. And that we need that for whether we're doing social media or um, actually doing branding for any one of our clients. So. We do this discovery workshop with all of them. And to your point, Chelsea, yes, we absolutely bribe them with drinks, beer, alcohol, popcorn, M&Ms, as many snacks and drinks as we possibly can. And that definitely helped people show up. So (laughs) I I think the the alcohol
1: also helps them get out of their own mind. (laughs) It's like... Like not wanting to say something, they kind of just talk openly, which yeah. I think just like it loosens the tongue <laughs> yep, per se. Exactly. which is which is perfect because you want to yeah. get all their all their ideas, thoughts, opinions in that meeting so that yeah. they, they they don't they don't blow up the project at the end of the meeting mm-hmm. or at the mm-hmm. end of the process.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. So, um, one of the things we always really like to do at the beginning of every project is we always want to help set expectations and um, a discovery meeting is no different than that. And so we communicate upfront, Hey, you know, this is what's going to happen in our discovery workshop. So we are going to spend a couple hours here. It is going to be a workshop. And, um, no matter the outcome, if anyone is going to have an opinion about the artwork that we're creating at the end of this project, then that person or people need to be involved in our discovery workshop because their opinions are going to be a part of that time there. And so they have to be involved in that discovery workshop. If it is possible that later on down the road that they could potentially, their opinions could potentially blow up the project, then they are required to be there for that workshop meeting. And we have had it happen that um, we didn't require a, a key stakeholder to be there. And then they came in halfway through the branding process and did blow up the meeting or excuse me, did blow up the project. And we had to completely pivot and go a totally different direction. And it created branding projects that were totally out of scope went way over budget, way over time, way just like it just created so much headache for everyone involved. And so that's why we do have a setting the expectation of if anyone is going to have an opinion that matters about the end outcome, they are required to be in this discovery workshop. And we do hold true to that. If if um, if someone cannot make it, then we reschedule. The discovery workshop because it's that important to us, and we've learned that it it is that important.
1: And we've we spoken what we're doing. we've spoken previously about how like um, like in one of our previous podcasts about how people hopping in mid project kind of tend to blow yeah. things up because they don't have. Um, they don't have that perspective. They don't have the, mm-hmm. the, the ideas, context. the context, mm-hmm. the, everything that was discussed and brought up in the discovery meeting mm-hmm. that like we lay out all the details, all the mm-hmm. information, everything. Like it's like throwing words, word vomiting out so that we can, it can take shape and take form and we mm-hmm. can, like we can take what you, like the client says and then build it off of that. I think, I think that piece of is piece of that discovery meeting is so that us as designers or us as the project lead, we don't take our biases completely to the client. Um, and as we build that brand out, because Mm -hmm. like, they're going to know their audience, they're going to know their customers. They're going to know what, like what would make them happy to Mm -hmm. see at the end of it, because it's not Mm -hmm. what we want it to be. It's what they are going to be happy with at the end of the project that determines Mm -hmm. the success of it.
0: For sure. And so, um, One of the things that we really try to do is we set the expectations of the client and then we set the environment, like we were saying. So we tell the client it's gonna be a couple hours. We tell them everyone who is important to the um, end outcome of this project has to be there. And then we set the environment. We typically host this conversation because um, we have all the resources and um, we can get all the the snacks and drinks and everything like that. And we have the TVs to present things up on and all kinds of stuff. So we like to set the environment as well. And then, um, from there, once everyone is there in our studio, in our office, ready to go, that's when we give essentially like an agenda for the workshop. And so in our agenda, We say, okay, so we're gonna start with introductions. Who is everybody that's sitting around the table, including the day team and the client's team. And then we go through and um, our categories of questions are, um, we do a company overview category. We do something that's called an onlyness statement. We do uh, a category that's all about their product or services, whatever it is, whichever it is. Uh, We go through their target market, their target audience. We go through their current marketing strategy or potential strategy that's upcoming. We talk about their competition. Um, And then we go into my favorite part of it, which is their brand voice and aesthetic. And we talk through the details of that. So those are kind of the high level pieces and categories that we walk through in our brand workshop. So with that, let's dive in. So in our company overview, Chelsea, do you want to talk about what we discuss in our company overview with a client?
1: Yes. I'm trying to get everything on my side.
0: Uh, Yeah. So
1: the company overview overview tends to come after the introductions and we'll talk about like what the goals for the business are. Would that be in one year, short term, long term, five years, 10 years? And then um, that's important for us to take, like, where is this business going to take shape as it goes? Are you, are you looking for growth? Are you looking for franchising a company or, um, what specifically are your goals? Cause not everybody's going to have the same goals right. uh, for their branding. And then we have them go into a 30 second elevator pitch, which is kind of like, it puts everyone on spot and everyone gets like, Oh no, yeah, like I don't have anything together. But, yeah like what happens is people really like pull some really good stuff together mm-hmm. really yeah. fast. And we, yeah. we get, we're like, we're like, all right, 30 second elevator pitch go. Yeah. Like, and they'll be like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> one thing that I'll jump in here and say too, I, I love that you brought that up Chelsea, because, um, the other than the 30 second elevator pitch and the onlyness statement, um, the way that we answer questions that we have our clients answer these questions is uh, just like popcorn style people just answer however they feel led basically but for the 30 second elevator pitch and then um the onlyness statement which we'll talk about here in a second um i make sure that everyone on the client's team gives an answer I, I have them each give an answer for that one because it's really important and I think really valuable for the day cloud team, our team to hear it from each person's different perspective and different language and different wording. Because sometimes we're meeting with the CEO of the company or the president of the company, but then sometimes they bring in, um, different employees or different just varying positions and titles to the, the discovery workshops. And so it's really nice for us to hear, you know, what different people see at varying degrees and titles in the organization. And so that's why I always have them, uh, each person give that 30 second elevator pitch. And a lot of times,
1: not only are we learning what or, or surprised what people say, a lot of times they are surprised with what each other says and yeah. how they how they view the company which in turn just helps them be like are we on the same page like yeah. of where we like what our thoughts are about the business and mm-hmm. what it looks like mm-hmm. and I, I, like the whole discovery process which is super unique and special in my opinion is that like like coach connie said one of our other episodes she's she's like it made me think about things that i didn't even think about helped me define my business better yeah um and ask myself questions that like Mm -hmm. i didn't even think about until you guys brought it to the table
0: yeah that's a really good point we do we actually do get quite a bit of great feedback on um on this workshop session that clients love doing this yes it can take a long time but we often hear clients say that it it goes by fast the time goes by really fast and that they enjoy having these conversations because it truly helps them take a deeper look at what it is that they're trying to build and so um you're absolutely right chelsea i love that and one other thing that i wanted to mention before i forget um is who on the day side, on the day side, who do we bring to these conversations, I think is maybe something valuable that we can share. Charles, did you want to help answer that question?
1: Yeah, sometimes I'm involved. Sometimes I'm not. Um, But Liz usually leads them and walks them through the discovery questions. And she stays very high energy, very engaging, because (laughs) it is a lot of jokes. Be very passive aggressive. No, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just make
0: fun of them a lot. That's all
1: yeah but like very high energy because it is a two to three hour meeting so someone has to carry carry it Mm -hmm. and um usually we'll always have like the designer in it we'll have Mm -hmm. depending on if it's in person or whatever we might have the copywriter listening in Mm -hmm. um or in the meeting in person just depending Mm -hmm. on what works best Mm -hmm. Um, and then if i'm i'm If I'm in it or if we have our executive admin in it taking notes, um, we constantly are communicating after the meeting about what Mm -hmm. went down, what's taking shape and where we're going Mm -hmm. next.
0: Mm -hmm. And then if, if we are doing not just branding, but we're also doing some digital marketing or social media or something, then we'll have our marketing strategist in the meeting as well. Um, the other thing that we do is we record the meetings um, just as a voice memo on our phone or obviously on Zoom if it's a, um, you know, national uh, conversation or something, if it's not local, if it's not a local client. And so that's always something that is very helpful if perhaps a team member cannot make the meeting or just needs to go back later on and listen to what the client said about a specific topic, something like that. So. Just keep that in mind that um, recording these conversations is, is really, uh, it's valuable for later on. Uh-uh, I'm not go done ahead. with company overview. No, sorry, go
1: ahead. <laughs> but we also walked through like the core values of the business um, mm-hmm. principles that they plan to follow and then just kind of help ask them to define that. And then we get into the onlyness, onlyness statement.
0: Yes, cool. So the um, onlyness statement is something that, one of my, a couple of my team members came up with a couple years ago that we've really latched onto and just really love. And essentially what it is, is it's a script that we give to clients that helps them put together a value proposition statement, their unique a value proposition statement. And so um, what we do is we, in the presentation that we're sharing as we're walking through the workshop with the client, we have a statement that says the only category that differentiating characteristic for specific customer in market geography who needs state during underlying trend. And so in all the elements that are in parentheses, are things and um, are things that the client is meant to fill out, and so we show them the script, and then they fill out each item that's like in um, in parentheses, um, and then they all write it down. We give them a couple minutes. Sometimes, if we remember, we'll play music because it can get kind of awkward with all the silence <laughs> and stuff. Uh, but we give them a couple minutes. We make sure that we have pens and paper on hand, also in the meeting so that they have some time and so that they have utensils for that. And then um, what we do then is we have each person read it out loud. They're only read it out loud. And so that has been one of the really coolest things I think that has been that has come about from some of our branding conversations with some clients because it really helps them um, think about all these different things about their brand. They're the only, you know, um, chiropractic care company that helps pregnant women do the, You know, like it just they just are able to, like, really suss out those really unique things about their business that helps them stand out in the marketplace. And so I think that that is, it's a really cool thing. So a good example of what this could end up sounding like and that we give in our conversation with clients, this is the example we share with our clients is, Harley Davidson is the only motorcycle manufacturer that makes big loud motorcycles for macho guys and macho wannabes, mostly in the United States who want to join a gang of cowboys during an era of decreasing emotional freedom. And so that's the, that's the example we give them. It's funny and it's, you know, well, I was going to say cutesy, but I feel like maybe Harley Harley guys would not appreciate that, but you know, it's like a, it's like a nice little value prop. I think that was, um, that works well as a good, a sample. Okay. Now, once we get through that, we have everybody read them out loud, we collect those pages, and then we'll have one of our team members type them out so we have them all recorded and documented for us later. Um, The next section of our branding workshop that we do is we talk about services. And this is where we learn um, very in depth, like what is it that our clients are actually selling? And so Chelsea, do you wanna talk about that? Yeah. I always ask
1: them like what products, what services and to have them actually like define them for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the, like one of the other questions that goes along with that is like, what are the problems that they're solving for the consumer or their target audience? And this is a very important like piece of it because like a a lot of people are like, well, I don't really like there's, there's some businesses are like, well, I don't really solve a problem or they have to like come they have to think about it like mm-hmm. as, for instance like a coffee shop they're like well the problem I solve is people wanting coffee like <laughs> like
0: getting very generic with it. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> or the local coffee shop like that, that yeah. helps them just define because like mean, that's where ideas take place is defining mm-hmm. the problem and finding a solution and then a business mm-hmm. is created off of it mm-hmm. uh, I, there uh, there's obviously more like businesses out there that are like have a more defin- defined like this is the mm-hmm. problem we solve. Like we know it. This is it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's always an important question to ask anyone, no matter what kind yeah. of businesses it is. Yeah. Um, and then, how does your company make the consumers' life easier? That's another piece of it. Um, it be it can be anything. That coffee shop reference is like we're we're the closest coffee shop to everybody in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, we always ask, what do they hope to add in the future? and that kind of goes hand in hand with the 5 10 year goal but mm-hmm. i mean a lot of these questions are going to seem redundant but they're all asked in a different way um, to help people mm-hmm. help the client think differently about the answer mm-hmm. and then by the end of it you're like yeah that that question was the answer was kind of said like multiple times but it was said in multiple different ways and now we mm-hmm. can form something from those comments
0: yeah yeah exactly the the goal here is to start being able to recognize themes and patterns that the client is, you know, saying over and over again, essentially a theme or a pattern, right? So like that is the goal is to start being able to recognize what those themes and patterns are and to be able to like suss those out. And so you're exactly right. Like um, we are asking them like 65 different ways. We're essentially asking them who they are in just 65 different ways. And, the, and then the last
1: question that we have in that is what is the pricing structure set up and what is your ideal pricing structure look like? Because if it's a startup, that pricing might be a little bit lower because you're just getting rolling and you're trying to figure out what, um, price your customer or consumer is willing to pay for that service. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. as you get more like confident in that space, like it, the pricing tends to rise because you have the experience, you have the, every, all the, um, the x ex- whatever experience that it, that builds up to that point. Yeah, um, I think I think another piece that I guess we I kind of mentioned earlier when we um was that most people like your client wants to be heard, and most yeah. people like to hear themselves talk, even <laughs> especially if it's about their baby and yeah. their business. Like I talk about my dog all the time. Like that's my baby. Like people want to talk about them, their business and that, and then where they want it to go because I'm like, that is their meeting that is what they're paying for. And the more you can get someone talking, the better they're going to feel about everything else moving forward.
0: That is such a good point. If yeah, being an active engaged listener in, in these branding conversations will take you very, very far. <laughs> I love that. That's such a good point. Um, I do think that this, this category of like asking a client, what is it that you're actually selling this service and like product section is really good because some of our clients, you know, they sell coffee and that's, You know, like that's pretty easy to understand. But then we have other clients who are um, like building engineers and we're branding their like new business venture that's all about keeping like businesses or excuse me, buildings updated because buildings are now so high tech that they need engineers that are like on on subscription based and they don't actually like do the maintenance and like you know fix the buildings but they do like all the monitoring and reporting on the high-tech buildings and I definitely needed a branding workshop for them to like explain how technical you know that all of that was, you know, and I'm still like, I still have not really grasped like what they're doing, you know, but enough to at least like create a brand and a website. Right. And so like that's why this we keep this category in the in the branding section in our branding workshop. So it's like when things like that do come up, you know, we can ask those questions. And I do actually think that it is important to the question of like how are you doing prices and what pricing model or like pricing what's that word chelsea like like structure hierarchy yeah like pricing hierarchy are you at like segmenting
1: is that yeah? like
0: are you a low-cost provider are you uh you know are you being more premier with your prices and just like that kind of stuff like because that will help us when we're thinking about what kind of brand to build you, what kind of conversations do we have when we're posting on social or writing a copy on your website, you know, like that, the pricing that you're at definitely informs a lot of the things, a lot of the decisions that we're making in your brand, your content, your messaging, your, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. And so, Uh, I do think it's important to ask the question.
1: Yeah. Well, it also defines who your target audience is because exactly, I mean, (laughs) that higher price point isn't going to be for someone like straight out of the college who is kind of broke unless they're riding on daddy's money, but like, (laughs) (laughs) like like they're, you're going to have a different target audience for different demographics, geographics, uh, price, whatever, like, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That's yeah, that's exactly right. So speaking of which, target audience is our next category. So when we think about target audience, we want to talk about like, who is this brand for? Like, who are we marketing to? Who are we talking to? Who is this, um, who are we creating visuals for? What is it meant to look like? And who is gonna love us at the end of the day? And so um, one of the things we ask is like, how do you want your main primary audience? How do you want them to perceive your brand? And what are those emotions and feelings that you are really wanting them to evoke, you know? Like, what is it that you want them to feel when they see your brand, right? And then um, we also wanna know like, who's that main decision maker that is deciding to actually make a purchase from you? Is it the CEO or is it a um, college kid? Is it a middle market production manager? Is it a stay at home mom? You know, like it could be a very wide variety of different types of people. And again, every client, almost every client is going to say, well, my product or service is for the whole wide world. Anyone can buy from me. And we have to always come back to, yes, yes, (laughs) you're right.
1: Who do you see the most? (laughs)
0: You're right. Anyone can purchase your services or product. However.
1: (laughs) Who does? Who actually does? Yes.
0: Who actually does? And like, like, if we are speaking to everybody, we're speaking to nobody. So like, just pick is all that's what I always want to say is like, just pick one.
1: Yeah, really, <laughs> pick not, somebody. there's no wrong
0: answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I think I
1: think a good example of that is the dentist office that we did the branding for. Um, and yeah. they're like, well, anybody, anybody's in our yeah. audience who wants everybody a dentist. Everybody
0: has teeth. Yeah, well, but,
1: then they, but then they realize the decision makers are the people who are running the household, who run, who runs the household d- depicts where the kids are going to go to the dentist, where the husband's going to go to the dentist, because the husband's just going to be like, wherever you send me is where I'm going to yeah, go. Like where you set the appointment that for appointment. me. And so like mm-hmm. getting the wheels turning from that perspective, they're like, Oh, yeah. well like, like maybe it's not everybody, but like this is kind of who we need yeah. to get in front of.
0: Yeah. And so it's, that's such a good point, Chelsea, because it's like, You want to help people if they if they um, are struggling to get there on their own. You want to help people in this moment because we have a lot of clients that struggle to kind of sort through this, Um, and so we want to help people like back into it. You know, it's like okay, so you know, what are the types of customers that you typically see? Who do you see a lot of? Do you have any data that we can look at? Do you? you know, what, um, do you see a lot of women? Do you see a lot of men? What do you think about, you know, like what kind of cars do they drive? What kind of this, you know, you just Mm -hmm. ask them questions and then try to pull out the answers from there.
1: Yeah. And I think it like, Liz, you do a great job when you're doing this because you don't, you don't make people feel stupid for not knowing the answer. (laughs) <laughs> like, you, you, I think the fact that these are all questions and then yeah. everything's kind of stated in a question, you're like, but, yeah. like, who makes the decisions? But, like, who does this? So, I'm like, yeah. even if we know the answer, mm-hmm. the thought that, like you said, it is pulling it from the client's mouth, mm-hmm. not necessarily, like, our mouth all the time. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. like, you don't want them to be like, well, like, you guys have all the answers. Like, why don't you just <laughs> tell me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, you don't have the scope for a (laughs) big long market research project right now. So (laughs) we're just gonna have to rely on your memory (laughs) of who you actually work with. So um, then we get into questions that are like, for the example, like this dental um, office that we worked with, like, hey, do you see a lot of women? Are are they typically moms? Are they bringing their kids? What kind of clothes do they wear? Okay, it's athleisure clothes. Okay, so do you notice any brands that they wear a lot? Do you ever see their cars? Do you, um, do you hear about their occupations or any sort of education that they might have? Or do you notice any sort of um, religion or politics or any sort of like geographical location specific types of um, things. And so we just start asking them questions to help really drill down into the demographics of their actual audience. Okay. And so then from there, we also ask questions like, okay, so we have this, you know, specific demo that we've kind of like put in place. Now let's ask about what kind of activities have you heard them talk about? you know, are, are they into their kids activities a lot, you know, like that seems to happen for like this dental office a lot. That was like a big thing for them. Like the people that were coming to their office in particular, it was a lot of like family and kid activities. Right. But then there are some people who their interests are riding motorcycles and, you know, going to rallies or doing this or, environmentalism or, you know, all kinds of things. And so you just start to like ask questions that will help your, um, your client start to see, you know, okay, here are some themes and patterns again, that I'm seeing within a lot of groupings of my, your client's clients, (laughs) your client's audience. Okay. Um, And then we talk about, You know, whenever we ask the client, hey, whenever you have been talking with your customers, what are some of the fears? What are some of the needs that they have that they bring up to you? What are some of the you know attitudes and um, goals that they have? And we have the client answer those types of things. And that really helps us know and understand like what are those people looking for when they're looking for something our client is trying to offer. Okay. The next thing is we ask about marketing for our client. So this one is, um, something that is a little bit different depending on what we are specifically doing for this client. Like if we are doing a brand only project, we can take these questions one way. If we are doing branding plus digital marketing, plus website, plus, you know, whatever else, these questions can vary. So this one is a little bit of a variable here.
1: You're right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The the marketing piece, it's always kind of like, we're, we're trying to define (laughs) how and where uh, they reach their target audience. What are the most successful channels that they're using? Um, Whether that's word of mouth or, whether that's just like if they're doing any paid ads or what have they done in the future or not in the future what have they done in the future (laughs) what have they done in the past that has worked Mm -hmm. for them or has not Mm -hmm. worked for them maybe more importantly um just kind of like defining their history a bit more um and what they're like how they feel about that history because they might just be like you know what Facebook ads never work for me, and <laughs> and then we can have conversations around why, like yeah. whether things were targeted, whether it was just throwing money into the wind and hoping something tracks. Like, yeah. it just opens the the floodgates for other conversations, and as we mm-hmm. drill down into more detail, mm-hmm. well, the the other piece of it is kind of more of a search engine optimization piece, where it's like, you, how does some, what does someone have to type into Google in order to find your business? Like, mm-hmm. what would they if someone, a stranger, is searching for something specifically, like, I don't know, birthday cake near me, cake near me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just had got some cake today, so that's on the mind. <laughs> but, like, um, what would make, like, would, are those words on your website? Yeah. Mm-hmm for Google to index those keywords and like put you push you up in that ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, what phrases are people looking for in order to find your business? And mm-hmm. uh, does your website reflect that? Or does that like your, your assets reflect that? Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of like very important because you gotta think about the common customer and what they're actually, most people are finding businesses through their phone um, not a lot of people I, uh, from a percentage base and stats uh, aren't, aren't going on a desktop unless they're like at work, like me. Mm-hmm. Like I search for <laughs> things if I'm at work during the day and, and my desktop is right up in front of me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like oh, I'm sitting here um, doom scrolling on my phone. So <laughs> you got to think about what, yeah. what the common person is going to be doing.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: What, a, what the primary goal for the project is or the our client that we're working with um, just aligning those goals we'll look at uh, what a successful marketing look like for them and then how would this be this specific project be success successful in their eyes because how we define success might be different than how they define success Um, if they're like well this didn't hit the mark like we roll it well we could you said this in the discovery meeting (laughs) that this was your like audience that you wanted to go after and that these are your five, 10 year goals. And this, how this is how that it all connects and Mm -hmm. why we did this. I think Mm -hmm. from an agency agency perspective, always being able to explain why, and then bring back the context of what they said for what shaped that thought in your mind is like super important so that they're not like, well, you just pulled this out of nowhere. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) And you're like, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I do think it's really important to have that that like KPI with the client, especially if we're talking about like digital marketing and social media, you know, like setting that key performance indicator of like, hey, client, if, you know, if you're saying that you want us to do this stuff, that's amazing. We definitely want to do this with you. But let's set expectations for what it is that you want the outcome to be that we understand what you are expecting us to accomplish. And then also let's talk about it before we move forward, because we've also learned that sometimes clients have unrealistic expectations, <laughs> especially for like, um, the amount of dollars that they want to spend on something. You know, mm-hmm. they sometimes we've run into that where, you know, they're like, I want, you know, five hundred thousand downloads on my app, but I wanna spend twenty grand on marketing for it. And it's like, yeah, so that's not gonna happen, you know? Like, good luck. Like that's not how this works. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like you're but gonna also- have to spend you're gonna have to spend a lot more money if you want that many downloads. You know, go
1: ahead. Yeah, like you mentioned for social media, like some people, like their goal might just be general brand awareness. Some right. Uh, so like defi- just like defining that, that's just mm-hmm. getting your name out there and having people recognize your brand. Yeah. Some some people are like, hey, I want you to push product on my social media. Um, yeah. I want. That's why we do like do content coding. So mm-hmm. there's a specific percentage associated with general brand awareness, mm-hmm. um, products, events that are taking place in the company, like community mm-hmm. engagement type of stuff. So like. They're, you're able to content code and pick what the actual priority and the focus is for the business. And then mm-hmm. not that, like we'll have like quarterly meetings where we we'll readjust the KPIs. So the KPIs mm-hmm. don't have to stay the same all the time, but like this helps us set a good mark in the discovery process.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. I love that. So our next section is all about um, discussing clients, the client's competition. And so this has also historically been a little bit variable because some clients think they have competition and so it creates a really good conversation and we can talk all about that. And then some clients think that they don't. (laughs) So um, this one is very much like a, um, I will kind of discern in the moment how to run this. I will ask, you know, like, you know, who's our competitors, whether it's direct or indirect, And um, depending on how they answer that initial question, we will delve deeper or not. So uh, that's essentially that's the first question I ask is like, who are your direct competitors or indirect competitors? And depending on whatever they say, um, if they're like, well, we don't really have anyone, you know, that's a direct competitor to us, then um, I might say, "Okay, what about indirect? and they'll say well it could be this person or that person and i'm like okay we could probably move on (laughs) you know and i'll just move on to the next section but if they do have some like pretty direct competitors that um that i can tell that you know they have more to say about it then um we'll talk about you know okay what is it that you are doing different from your competitors that um that we can absolutely use especially in visuals or marketing messaging or, you know, any sort of um, language or something that we can use, you know, as like a benefit about who you guys are. Like what is it that makes you guys so unique from um, anyone else, you know, in this space, you know? And so we'll talk about that. That usually takes um, a good chunk of time because if they do have a lot of competition, there's, a good chunk of it, you know? So uh, this is really great. Okay. Now to my favorite section. It's the best part.
1: It is. really. So
0: so for the last section of our branding workshop, we saved the best for last. Before we dive into it, uh, I will just say like, as we're rolling through the workshop and as things come about, as we're talking with the client, I always try to make sure that it's conversational. And if I, um, I, I let my curiosity kind of lead me through the conversation as well. So if the client says something and I don't understand what they're saying or um, said about the engineer firm and they're saying things that are over my head, I will continue to ask questions until I have at least a minutiae amount of understanding for what it is that they are doing. So, you know, because to some degree, we have to understand what it is in order to brand it and talk about it, you know? And, um, and so just like, kind of like just general advice about that is like, you know, let your curiosity lead and, um, let your emotional intelligence also lead. You know, I do that a lot. I try to, like Chelsea was saying earlier, I really try to make it as fun as possible. I um, I try to be loud and big and, and I try to be funny, you know, like usually it's just me being sarcastic and, you know, I don't know, being goofy or something. But um, I always try to like make it as entertaining and fun as possible. We use visuals, we have a presentation that has all of these questions on there so that there's something to look at as we're talking through these and they can refer back to the questions as well. Um, And so it's, you know, I think it's, um, it's something that has worked very well for us over the years and has helped us really, really um, win and be highly successful for our clients and for a long time. Yeah,
1: I agree. And it's also also just nice to end with, on a fun note with random questions that help them to m- define their brand from a fun perspective.
0: We lost your video, Chelsea. I'm still here.
1: I, I hear you and see you.
0: Oh, your video is gone from my screen.
1: Did you press something? Either way, I think we can keep going because I'm still recording on my end and it says it's recording on both.
0: Okay, okay, cool. Okay, the final category of things that we talk about, it's going to cover everything from like your brand voice, personality, and aesthetic. And so, um, Chelsea, do you want to maybe talk about the first couple and then I'll take a couple and we can kind of go back and forth? Yeah. Um, so the first
1: piece we want to, um, look at how, or we want them to define what they want to look like, what they want to feel like, uh, what their business wants to sound like. Um, Cause it's important to kind of understand the customer's journey from all of the senses, because if you can intrigue more than one or two of their senses, you'll probably have them uh, same way. Like Starbucks um, having Starbucks, the smell like Starbucks, anything from the smell to experiencing the employees there and how they act, the culture, like that's going to be the selling point. They're going to remember that. And that's always going to be that recognition, that credibility in the back of their mind. We'll talk to them about what they like about their current brand and how they would describe their current brand, and if they and then my one of my f- favorite questions is if you could choose any person on earth to be a spokesperson for your brand, who would it be? And everyone kind of just goes back and forth like, oh, like I love so and so, but I don't think I don't think it'd be a good. Like Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, Ryan Reynolds could handle any brand, but yeah. <laughs> like, like things like that. Like We, we get
0: a lot of um, Oprah. There's a lot of people, a lot of brands that customers have said Oprah. I'm trying to think of like what the funniest, we have had one uh, client say that they would choose Jesus as their spokesperson. And I always tell them that like, you know, it could be any person dead or alive. They just have to be somebody famous like that. I would know right? I'm trying to think of other, like, funny ones. I'm blanking. I don't don't really have
1: funny ones, but I like Blake Lively, (laughs) Kate Hudson. Those are some of the ones that come to mind.
0: Oh, we've had a lot of Ellen DeGeneres, you know, back when she, before people didn't like her, you know? So.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, And then we go into, we'll go into, like, what other brands that they admire or maybe ones that they might want to emulate. Mm-hmm. And kind of dig into that based on their answer, mm-hmm. and then we go into what kind of personality they would want their branded marketing to have. For example, fun, upbeat, or serious and very stable. Like fun mm-hmm. and upbeat might not be good for um, a therapist. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> like, like or something that's something that's let's let's say fun and upbeat would not be good for someone who is a mortuary or that like. Yeah. Handles dead bodies like, no, you're not going to change your branding.
0: it really depends on the person. <laughs> Die and send your body
1: here. Find I know. an upbeat. I'm just saying
0: like one of the one of the clients that we met with that one time, she was a sex therapist and I am almost It certain, depends on the therapist. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm pretty sure that she would have loved to find an upbeat brand <laughs> like as a therapist. Yeah,
1: um, I don't think she so, wanna be very serious and stable in that line of work. <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe for I some mean, people. You never know
0: that's why we can't bring our own biases into the conversation just let people be who they are and you just listen um but also for for this question in particular when you're thinking about like what kind of personality for brands to have a lot of people have trouble choosing things outside of like the normal um adjectives of we want to be professional and we want to look like we have integrity and modern. And so um, what I try to do there is say, okay, you know, that's great. And we will make sure that that happens for the visuals that we create for you. But what about the things that other, you know, CPA firms couldn't say? Or what about the things that other therapists couldn't say, you know, because all therapists and all CPA firms can say that they want to be professional. But what are the things that you want to have in your personality that maybe another CPA firm wouldn't want, you know? So I really try to pull out a bit more from from the client in those instances to help um, get a little more of the gold out of them. You know, like some of this, brand discovery stuff really is like it's it's a lot like mining for gold (laughs) I like to think about it that way you know you're you're like sometimes you have to like dig through the dirt you know for a lack of better in order to get a few analogy in order to get to some of those like yeah gold nuggets right the that are like hey like help them think outside of I want to be professional I want to be you know, have integrity. I want to look like honest and, you know, like, okay, those are cool. But like everybody on the planet is going to say that, but like, what are the things that not everybody on the planet would say, you know? And so just thinking of ways that you can help mine for gold. And I do that by asking questions. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want me
1: to keep going? Yeah. We're, we are getting close to the end of our, our, podcast but no
0: we're not yeah we are (laughs) no there's no time
1: constraints i'm the timekeeper. i'm gonna say under at least under an hour why because people
0: love long podcasts joe rogan does three hour long podcasts well we're
1: not joe rogan i mean this is maybe our 10th podcast less maybe less maybe i think people
0: enjoy it okay (laughs) the other thing that um, I always try to make sure that we ask in this brand voice and aesthetic category is we try to ask them, um, how do you want your target market to feel after they're interacting with your brand for the first time? Um, You know, in other times we've asked this question, but it was just like in general, how do we want them to feel? But this is like when they come into contact with your brand, not just a logo, but the brand, how do we want them to feel that very first time? And so then another piece of this is, I always try to ask the question, is there something specific that you have in mind that you wanted to see in the logo itself? Like any sort of imagery, any sort of graphical representation of something that you wanted to see in the logo itself? Nine times out of 10, people say no. They say they have no idea and they leave it up to us. But there is, every once in a while, someone will say, well, I was kind of thinking about a tree, you know, and it could be this. Then I'll say, okay, great. Yeah, we can we can see how that works into one of our concepts. <laughs> then I'll ask the question, what's your brand's superpower? That is something that... Um, It could work if they are not a startup, you know, but like what is something that you feel like your brand is does really, really well right now? And then we always ask the question, if your brand were an animal, what kind of animal would it be? Like, what is the animal that embodies your brand, the characteristics of your brand? So a lot of times people are like, we are a lion. You know, like we're strong and we have a big roar and you know, we're king of the jungle and all this stuff. I'm starting to get a little tired of that answer because we're like, you're a beauty salon, no. Yeah. <laughs> like actually not a lion. <laughs> but that's again where we can help mine for mine for gold in that situation. You know, like, okay, um, have you thought about a giraffe? You know, they're like a little quirky and I don't know, awkward looking. Maybe that's not a good answer. But, you know, like there have been times when you you try to think about like, okay, what are the characteristics that we've been saying this client has all along that we've already discussed? Well, okay, this client um, is this, this, and this. So what, what are some animals that are, Kind of like that, you know, like mm-hmm. the one pearl, the one with Connie that we just talked with, you know, um, her whole thing. A lot of what she talked about was like um, she was always up for a, for a challenge, and like she really went after adversity, and you know, was 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 like just like a go getter type, and um, we ended up with a polar bear as her. Um, animal because you know they are great with family and relationships you know and um but they are like wildly protective you know of who they love and fierce like so fierce but also beautiful you know and like not who you would normally think of you know and they exist in like one of the worst, most horrible environments in our entire world. And so it's like, they are able to meet the challenge of adversity in the same way that she does. And so that was like a really cool way of thinking about her brand, you know? And so Mm -hmm. just thinking about that kind of stuff. And then we do the same thing with a car. Like if your brand were a car, what kind of car would it be? You know, think about like, if you are a luxury brand, and you like premium things, and you want to be seen as, you know, high-end and stuff like that, maybe you are a Mercedes. Maybe you're a Ford Fiesta. Maybe Maybe you're a a Prius. Maybe you are a Mini Cooper. You know, maybe you're just a party in a pocket, right? So uh, just all those kinds of things. Maybe you're
1: an electric electric scooter. Maybe
0: you're a little razor, Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes
0: um and then we do the same thing with uh cocktails so if you if your brand were a cocktail or beverage if your client doesn't drink that's always an option the what kind of cocktail would it be so would it be straight wine straight beer ipa beer or i don't drink beer so i don't even know i don't know why i'm talking about beer but like a (laughs) a manhattan words (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) you know it could be any one of those things i think one of our clients was like uh like a mojito or something, and it's like super refreshing and you know, um, just nice on a beach. Healthy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> just no. stuff like that. You know, <clears throat> it just helps them think about their brand in other ways, and it helps them, like, okay, like, associate their brand with like other types of visual things in our world, and it helps just starts to think about it in kind of like non-linear ways. And I think it helps us too, a ton. And so, um, that piece has been really, really impactful actually. Um, and after that we go into our interactive mood board, which is a different episode. And there you have it, my friends, that is how we end our discovery workshop. By then we all take shots and we, <laughs> and we go home, no, take shots, go home. live Happily ever after we do a beautiful brand for our clients because they've given us so much information, It's <laughs> a, bra- truly, a brain dump. Yes. And, but truly like it really is like you're mining for gold and you're just trying to like pull it out of them and get what you need. And do it by, you know, just asking questions and, you know, kind of kindly pushing aside the trite responses and looking for the stuff that's like, oh, this, these are the gold nuggets that are really going to set them apart from every other person in this industry. You know, that's really what we're trying to do with this brand workshop. And so, that's why we have built this very in-depth process for
1: it. So, yeah. We've had a lot of fo- positive feedback from our clients um, based on this process. So that's kind of why we're, we're sharing it with you. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's worked for us. We're, there's ways for you to adapt it to your brand and how you work mm-hmm. with your, um, your clients and just want to be helpful in whatever way we can. Yeah. Well, wrapping up. Woo! Woo! almost on time (laughs) if you like our like this podcast like share follow comment send us your questions and feedback we'd love to answer them and and engage with you and talk to you about what's going on with your business or um, hear any stories that you have about your branding process what's worked for you what has not um we're all open for all of it
0: peace out bye bye